From the gray homestead in the heart of the Ozarks, this is Front Porch Anarchast. We're spreading the ideas of freedom and liberty from the front porch one episode at a time. Front Porch Anarchast. Freedom starts on your own front porch. And this episode starts now. I heartily accept the motto that government is best which governs least. Carried out, it finally amounts to this, which also I believe, that government is best which governs not at all. Thank you for listening to this episode of Front Porch Anarchast. This is the first episode of 2021, and I guess that makes this the inaugural episode for this year. Inaugural. Something about that sounds familiar. Inaugural. Inauguration. Inaugurational. Inauguration. Oh, yeah. Happy belated Inauguration Day here in the U.S., Well, for me, it is one day after the inauguration. I have no idea when you're going to listen to this. So, anyway, happy belated inauguration day. The the voters of the U.S. have happily inaugurated a new president. There was a peaceful transfer of power, backed up by 25,000 National Guard troops. I'm really not sure how peaceful that is. I'll probably throw up if I hear anybody say peaceful transfer of power in the future. So I guess I'll call this episode Inauguration Day. And you'll have to excuse the uh, the ambient noises here. I'm, I'm recording inside my house. My kids are outside. I put them outside so that I could record this and I can st- still hear them through the walls. How can two tiny kids be so loud? It sounds like they're right in here. And I do have dogs. And there's a pig that runs around so whenever the dogs see the pig they bark. So I'm going to apologize ahead of time for all of that and for my kids playing Minecraft outside. They don't play with a computer. They just play Minecraft. Oh yeah, and the occasional vehicle drives by. This may um, this may sound like I have like ADD or something with all of the noises going on in the background. I don't know where they get the energy. So anyway, yesterday was Inauguration Day and a new ruler was imposed upon us. Maybe not on everybody. Maybe some of you guys consented to it. I don't know. I didn't. Instead of focusing on all the negatives in this episode, I think um, I think I'm going to speak to the new listener, the the new listener to Front Porch Anarchast. First of all, let me get this out of the way. The name of the show is or the podcast is Front Porch Anarchist. It's not a misspelling of anarchist. It's just a play on anarchy plus podcast. Alright, so before you send me any hate mail, which I do get, I do get hate mail, and people point tried to make a point that I've misspelled anarchist. And I get messages and emails about how I suck at being an anarchist because I can't even spell it right. You know, is it my fault they're not getting it? I don't know. But I'd like to focus this episode for the new listener. Um, Certainly, if you have listened before, which I do have some return listeners. I'm surprised that anybody returns to listen to this, but I guess they do. If you are a return listener, this is an episode you might want to share with your friends. uh, With your friends who who still believe that there's some need for a government, a, a, a strong federal government, state government, even local governments, whatever whatever they want to call it, whether they want to call it a republic or a democracy. 
And did I point? Did I tell you that the guy across the street from me has a um, an auto salvage yard in his backyard? So there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of car noises. Anyway, let me try to get back on uh, on topic. So for the return listener, this is an episode an episode to share with your friends because they probably need to hear it. Whether or not they're confirmed statist, a minarchist, a libertarian, a I would say communist, but I, I would hope that you don't have any friends who are communist. But if you if you've got friends who are the conservative types, this may be the the best episode ever to share with with them. And I'd like to say it's going to be the best episode ever. But I think that's just going to set us all up for a big disappointment. I'm not really sure how this is going to stack up against other episodes. But back to the issue at hand. So, there was an election, a national election. A bunch of people talked bad about one another trying to think of a nice way to say that they all fought and scratched and clawed their ways their way to the top and the guy the two guys who clawed their way to the top of this election were two old men one of those was a uh, a successful businessman or some would some would call him a successful businessman he failed many times in his life in his professional and his personal life. But, whatever, they want to say he's successful, so successful businessman. Not really sure how much work the guy has ever done, other than just telling people what to do, making decisions, that kind of thing. The other guy, the other option that you had to, um, the other option that that was presented to you for you to pick between was an old guy who had spent what the last 40 some odd years working for government got in when he was like 30 not really sure he ever had a real job he spent his whole life making a paycheck off of the backs of working people So these two guys get together. You're supposed to pick between one of the two. If you're a statist, if you care about who wins these kind of things, those were your choices. Oh, there was a third choice. There were there were plenty of third choices. But from what I heard people talking about they wouldn't vote for anybody except one of these two old guys because they were so afraid that the other old guy was going to win. This was the most important important election of our times. There were anarchists, libertarians, voluntarists. There were all sorts of people that were voting in this who had never voted before because it was just so important to keep the other guy out of this presidency now my point of view is it doesn't really matter who's in there because I mean what kind of power does the guy have he can veto some bills and those can go right um, can go right back to the other lawmakers who can just go ahead and override the veto and it goes into power he can sign his name to some things like the last guy did ban things just with a stroke of a pen like the last guy he just up and banned bump stocks for some reason bump stocks for guns makes them fire a little faster if you practice with it but if you practice with your rifle you can get it to fire just about as fast as you can with a bump stock I'm, I don't even understand why he banned these things but they can do they can pass their presidential edicts that way and unilaterally decide what is legal and not legal for the rest of us to do 
so the voters all got together they all picked one of these guys and yesterday was his day a couple of days before this inauguration I was driving to work I just came back from vacation vacation from work I didn't actually go anywhere because I had a lot of things to do around here and did some work on the car and my car was running really nicely so I decided you know what today on my way in I'm not listening to the radio which will have news on it which will just put me in a bad mood I think I'll listen to a CD so Doug you might not know what a CD is it's a round disc that you stick into the dash of your car and it spins around and as it spins around a laser picks up uh, reflections off of that discs off of that disc converts it into an electrical signal which gets sent to a speaker and then the speaker converts the electrical signal into sound for your ears to perceive I say that because looking at the stats of my podcast there are some younger people and they may have no idea what a CD is for all I know so I'm listening to the CD and the CD was from a um, it was by a band who probably many people listening to this podcast have never heard of even though at one time they were popular as a group and popular individually but it was recorded while they were on tour I think it was recorded like in Manhattan or something and I actually went to see this this group when they were touring that year and I saw them in Fort Dodge Iowa a little north of Des Moines I think it was Fort Dodge anyway big school there this was in a football stadium Wow, I hope that guy didn't wipe out the fence. Well, he kept going anyway. It was in a football stadium, big place. And a group of friends and I decided we'd load up, we would take a trip up there. It was a, man, it was a long drive too. It was like 12, 14, 18 hours or something. I mean, it was crazy from where we were at in Arkansas. We made a two-day trip out of it. And as I'm driving down the road, listening to this CD, I'm thinking back on on the good times, right? And I'm thinking, man, looking at all of the bad things that are happening in society right now, masks, people been rioting for a, a year solid, police killing unarmed people, some people supporting those kind of actions, some people fighting those kind of actions, economies up, economies down, government closed down, a lot of businesses, even the places, even the place I worked, at least for a while. And I'm thinking, you know, I've been thinking, this is terrible. You know, this is like the worst time ever. I was almost thinking like those people who are like, oh, this is the most important, the most important um, election of our lifetime, right? And that's how I was kind of feeling: is that man, things are bad, you know. And I wish things were more like they were back in the mid '90s when I went to see this band. And there, there's two songs on that, on that particular CD. It's a, it's a two CD set, and I had both the CDs in the in the car, and both were playing. But as I'm listening to one of them, it's called Domino. It kind of made me, kind of got me thinking about it. And then another song came on, and it was Land of Confusion, and it it hit me like a ton of bricks, and it should have hit me like a ton of bricks. This is nothing new. What's going on, the the strife and the fighting between the Reds and the Blues and the people who consider themselves morally upstanding conservatives versus the, um, the immoral liberals, it, it's, it's been going on forever. You know, here I am thinking about how great it was in the mid-90s, right? But then when you think about it, um, you know, flashback, there was the Persian Gulf War, there was Mogadishu in Somalia, there was Waco, Texas, there was Ruby Ridge, there was an assault weapons ban, there was a five-day waiting period on handgun purchases. The domestic terrorist of the day was Timothy McVeigh when he went and blew up a federal building in Oklahoma and he killed like 168 people. 
there were school shootings. One of these school shootings happened just miles from my house. I could I was working outside that day and I could hear the emergency vehicles, the sirens from those as they went out to West Side School. Was it any different? Has it been any different? No, they've they've been playing us this way for all of our lives. That's what they depend on. It's it's how they live. It's it's how the Bidens and the Obamas and the Bushes, the Clintons. It's it's how they survive. They get their power and their money off of our backs. Okay, so if you haven't listened to the podcast before, hello, my name is Richard and I'm an anarchist. I'm I'm not the kind of guy. It's not a scary word. I'm not the kind of guy who goes around throwing Molotov cocktails. You know the the bombs made out of a bottle of gasoline with a rag tied in the top of it, and you light it and you throw it. Or, uh, you know, I don't go around busting windows or starting dumpster fires or damaging private property. I just want to be left alone. I want to be left alone to do my thing, and I want to leave you alone, alone to let you do your thing. So, to those of you who are still staunch supporters of must-have government and constitution this and supreme court that and we need this and we need that i'm not trying to scare you guys i i would not take that away from you if you want to follow one of these old guys biden or trump i really think you should have the ability to do whatever those men tell you to do i think that should be your freedom you should be able to give them as much of your money as they tell you you need to give them do everything that they say i just don't think you have the right to force me to do the same and if you think about it there's no reason for you to have to force that onto me none whatsoever I can't even think of any legitimate reason you have to force your views through them onto me. I mean, just because you take a vote, I, it doesn't make it legit. Because you never, as, a, as an individual person, you don't have the right to tell me what to do. You can't tell me, you know, you can't come over to my house, measure my grass, and if it's too long, you can't give me a ticket, and then I'm supposed to give you money. So how do you relegate that, that power to someone else if you don't have that power to begin with. Well, you don't. I mean, they they say it's through a representative government, but come on guys, it's words on it's words written on paper. And now I'm pretty sure that you do think I'm a nut job, but if you were one of the if you were one of the guys who who supported this Trump character, you voted for him. The election came and went, and you're still convinced that this man should have been president, that 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 the vote was stolen from him, some kind of systematic thing that was designed to to put someone else in power illegitimately. I want you to take a step back and look at it from the from the point of view that I just gave you. You think that this Biden character is illegitimate. I'm not going to disagree with you. I think he's illegitimate as a leader of me as well. But I also thought that the last character, that Trump guy, I thought he was illegitimate as a leader for me as well because I never consented to it. You can say I consented to it all day long, but the reason I'm here is just an accident of birth. This is where I was born. I speak the language. I like the food. I know the geography. I'm trying to figure out what my kids are doing. They kind of got quiet. It was an accident that I was born here. I mean, that my consciousness came into being here. So, it doesn't mean I consent to what's going on. And if you want to keep arguing that, we can just go all the way back to where that document was signed I was not a part of that. My signature is not on there. And even if you want to keep making the argument that I'm part of some kind of social contract or part of that constitution, you can't show me an exit clause in there where I can get out. And anybody will tell you that a good contract is going to have some kind of an exit clause in it. There's none in that. It's just a bunch of words that some 
group of rich guys came up with a couple of hundred years ago. Rich guys who had slaves, I might add. So you have to question their morality. They are the ones that were bind, were bound by this. I had nothing to do with this. I didn't authorize any kind of governments. And, and yet 200 years later, and here we are, you're mad because your guy didn't win and you don't like that somebody broke some rules or something and and you're willing to put all this effort into into your constitutions into your political leaders when when your constitution was either it, it either authorized all of this or it can't stop any of it your politicians don't care enough about it to stop it. Or some of them are just outright authorizing this. Why do you continue to support this system? You've seen what it does. You, you freely admit that this Biden character is an illegitimate person in power. He shouldn't have been the guy in power. But you're going to keep trying to... You're just going to keep arguing that? Why? I mean... You're going to expose that? These QAnon conspiracy theorist people, you know, they've got this... They've weaved a, or woven this intricate... story about conspiracies and Donald Trump is still in power and all of the people who opposed him have all been arrested and... I don't know. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of craziness, but I'm wondering why UPS man almost got shot. But I'm wondering why you keep putting effort into determining which guy fighting over which guy is going to be your ruler. When when the real fight, it seems, the best fight would just be against having any ruler at all. Because if you didn't have a ruler, you get to pick whoever you want to be your leader. And I know most people don't see it that way, but there's no reason why you and I can't live our lives the way we want to, even though we live next door to, to each other as long as we don't hurt one another. So, if I'm not over stealing your stuff, or laying hands on you, or shooting at you, or, you know, coming at you with a baseball bat, or burning your house down, what what does it matter to you what I'm doing over on my property? What does it matter? Why do you feel the need to have your beliefs imposed on me at the point of a gun. And you probably don't get the correlation there, but but at the end of the day, that's how all laws are enforced, is through the threat of violence. Yeah, that's probably going to turn some people off, but, you know, tell me I'm wrong. Explain to me how I'm wrong. I'm not. If if you see that my grass is too long, you pick up the phone, you call some kind of code inspector, he comes out here, he measures my grass, determines, yep, it's an inch too tall. He's going to write me a ticket, and then I have to pay the ticket. If I don't pay the ticket, I'm going to go to court. In court, if I tell them I'm not going to pay the ticket, either, <laughs> you know, I don't see the judge letting me go, I'm either going to have to pay the ticket or I'm going to go to jail. And then if I decide I'm not going to go to jail, the fight's going to be on, and the state is going to impose their will on me through violence. It's That's how it works. And that's for something as simple as grass being too, uh, too tall. You can call me crazy. I can give you the uh, an example of a guy in Florida who is... I don't think he's... Um, I don't think the case is over yet, but he's fighting to keep his house because his... His gardener died while he was out of state. The the guy who that makes him sound a lot richer, uh, 
more wealthy than he actually is. He had a guy that would come by and cut his yard every now and then while he was visiting a sick relative out, out of state. Well, unbeknownst to him, while he was out of state, the gardener died. I think that's the way it went. The gardener dies. He doesn't know that his yard's not being cut. And you better believe that the city noticed. And so the city starts giving him a fine for every day that it's too tall. He gets back home to find out that the city is foreclosing on his house to get their fine money. All over some grass that was too tall. It happens. Government will impose <laughs> impose its will on others through the threat of violence. So it doesn't. That doesn't sound too violent. But what happens if uh, old boy doesn't want to come out of his house when they come to evict him, and he tries to fight them off? Then they are going to use violence to remove him from his own house. It's crazy to me that people can do that. That people can just get together and say, hey, we are going to rob you of this money because your grass is taller than what we think it should be. But there's no reason why you and I have to live that way. If I'm living next door to you and you think my grass is too tall and, I don't know, maybe it's causing you some kind of issue, maybe there's like armadillos living in my yard and and they come out at night and they come over and they eat your crops. You do have crops, right? Yeah, I'm joking. But anyway, armadillos come out of my tall grass at night and eat your stuff. And then they come hide in my stuff and my grass during the day. Well, you know, if that's a problem for you, all you have to do is just say, Hey, dude, your grass, you've got critters living in your, in your yard there because it's so tall. Can we do something about that? Chances are I'm going to go ahead and cut it myself. I mean, I don't want to cause you any trouble. You know, if I'm 80 years old and bedridden and can't get out of it, I'd be like, you know, I'd love to help you out there, but, you know, I can't even get out of the bed. Knock yourself out if you want to cut it down so that those armadillos don't cause you any trouble. Isn't that an acceptable way to take care of this? Now, what if, uh, you know, I have armadillos and tall grass and you come over and um, and you tell me, you know, that it's causing you trouble and I'm like, I'm going to pound sand. I tell you to pound sand. Um What's keeping you from staying up at night and blasting armadillos as they come out? I mean, it's a weird example, but there are ways to take care of it. I mean, you know, wall off the property or something. I mean, there's ways to do it so that so that there isn't there doesn't have to be this constant threat of violence between people. And you can say, "Oh, that would never work because, you know, a community has to have rules and all of that. Well, you know, community doesn't. People just have to get along. That's all they have to do. They don't have to agree to get along. They don't have to write a bunch of rules to get along. They just have to do it. And I don't mean that we're going to agree on religion. We're not going to agree on, um, you know, whether we smoke weed or use harder drugs or if none of us drink or or any of that we don't have to agree on any of those points nothing at all all we have to do is leave one another alone voluntarily interact with the people who want to voluntarily interact with you and this is about the point where the statist the people who believe that that there must be a state um, and when I say state I'm talking about just you know like what a normal person would say the government um, that's this is about the point where the statist is like, oh, you're talking about a pipe dream because if you don't have government, there's going to be some kind of, there's going to be some gangs, armed gangs are going to fight for power, and then eventually one of them is going to have power over you. Well, you know what? That's exactly where we are right now. Except, except right now, if you try to fight that armed gang that's that's in power right now, they lock you up. If they don't kill you outright, they lock you up. They put you away in a cage. You know, if you think about it, there's only 2 million law enforcers and soldiers. About 2 million, I think, is the last number I read. It may be slightly more than that, slightly less. Like, soldiers and law enforcers and everything. And there's 320 million people living in the U.S., and they're all controlled by these 2 million people. 
like physically controlled. I'm not sure how many lawmakers and bureaucrats there are, but like people who you would normally associate with carrying a gun, there's about two million of those. And they manage to keep everybody in line. So, so they're really, they're, you know, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of bad people in this country. Because if there were, then two million people couldn't keep them in line. And I think like a million of those people are soldiers, you know, who don't even operate on the on U.S. soil. Well, except for the twenty-five thousand that were in D.C. to make sure that there was a peaceful transfer of power. Um, so, I, you know, I hear the conservative gun guys, you know, they're saying, well, there's 68 million gun owners. If, if owning a gun was a problem, you'd know about it by now. Well, it's kind of the same way with crooks and criminals and, uh, you know, rapists and murderers. Yeah, there's murders that happen. There are rapes that happen. But your average person, the the guy next door to you, is a pretty good guy. I mean, that's that's the odds, right? Because if not, how do two million people keep all of us in line? Maybe that's something to think about. But there's no reason why you and I can't live next door to each other. I mean, you and I live next door to each other, and we don't have the same religious beliefs. You can live next door to me, me as an atheist, you as a Christian, and we can coexist. We do it every day. I mean, all of my neighbors are probably Christian, I would take a guess. I don't hear anybody um, praying to Mecca in the mornings. So I'm, I'm just assuming that they're Christians. I still get along with them. They get along with me. We don't have any issues. I mean, well... Sometimes our dogs get out, sometimes their dogs get out, and we run our dogs, we try to get our dogs back up, and we run their dogs back to them. But we don't, you know, we don't have holy wars amongst each other. Um, we're not trying to forcibly convert each other. Every now and then, some of the ladies from the church down the road will stop by and uh, drop off some religious propaganda, and, you know, we're cordial with them, and hey, how's it going, and um, nice talking to you, that kind of thing. We can get along, and nobody's forcing us into any kind of religious interaction. So why do why are we so intent? Why are you so intent on forcing your political views on other people? You don't like weed? Don't smoke it. Don't buy it. You don't like alcohol? Don't buy it. If you want to go really far, uh, you know, if you don't like weed, to the you know, like you really don't like it. Don't do business with me if, if you know I smoke it. Or if I sell it and you don't like the fact that I'm selling weed in addition to you know, selling cars or whatever, don't buy a car from me either. That kind of thing happens every day. You're free to do, you know, you're free to do whatever you want. But not when it comes to the state. And I I don't understand why we're still living in this paradigm that just because you live in a certain geographical area you fall under the authority of a certain group of people it mind-boggling maybe somebody can let me know um, maybe somebody can let me know that I, you know I was talking about hate mail this might be a good time to share this um, some guy took the time to write this to me can I read it it's uh, there's not much to it here. I'm just going to read it like you said it. I'll try to remember to bleep this because, I don't know, one or two bad words in here. But this is what he says. You are a f***ing clown. Government is supposed to be of us, for us, by us. The greatest experiment in self-governance ever. Government and people in government should do nothing more than ensure the protection of the Constitution. The flaw is sheep, weak-minded Individuals like yourself who need to be told what to think. Democracy is the will of the masses outweighing the rights of the individual. All right, so that was the whole thing that he had. This is a guy who totally doesn't even get anarchy, right? Because I've never talked about supporting democracy. I don't, I don't support any kind of groupthink or voting. You know, I don't know why... 
I don't know why 51% of the people can tell the other 49% what to do. So I'm not really sure why he uh, why he's thinking that I'm part of a democracy or anything. And uh, I, I definitely don't need to be told what to think. I've got a mind of my own there. But what do you think about that? What do you think about the part where he says government is supposed to be of us, for us, by us? And then he goes on down here. Government and people in government should do nothing more than ensure the protection of the Constitution. So he wants to fight with, uh, with people who have a different view on government than he does. Like, he, he's alright with people with constitutions, but he's, he's not alright with um, what those constitutions authorize. I don't get it. He's, government and people in government should do nothing more than ensure protection of the constitution. But why don't they? I mean, how how do you ensure that government is going to do what government is supposed to do? You can't. And yet these same people are the people who tell me that anarchy won't work because people are bad. So, you've all seen the meme where it's like, uh, it's some dude talking to some other guy and it's like, um, so let me get this straight or let me get this correct. We need people to tell us what to do because people are are bad. Uh, something like that. Or I can't. Oh, that's what it is. So you're telling me I can't govern myself, but I can pick other people to govern me. And I've seen many variations of that, but I think I get the point across there. So have you had enough of that yet? If you're if you're a conservative, if you're somebody who has been disillusioned by the whole Trump QAnon thing, you're kind of looking for some answers. I would encourage you that instead of fighting to get your guy back into power, maybe just fight against that power altogether. Because I don't like Biden in office. You don't like it, Biden in office. There's going to be another election at some point. And the guy who gets in then, you might not like him then either. So why fight Why fight against this Biden character when in four years you're going to have to fight against somebody else? Why not? Let's just, let's just abolish that whole thing. And I'm not talking about picking up guns and going and, you know, hurting people. Let's just quit playing the game. If you can find a way to, to quit funding them, they'll have to go away. Or really show their true colors. And I, I get it. You've been taught all of your life that this is the way the system is. That you're supposed to go to public school, put your hand over your heart, recite the Pledge of Allegiance. You're supposed to get educated, go to college, pay your taxes. Of course, they want you to pay your taxes, right? Because where do they get their money from? And then that tax money, not only does it go to them, but it goes to their crony friends who are, uh, you know, Boeing. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the others off the top. Lockheed Martin. Any number of industries where they make high-dollar fighter airplanes, rockets. God, what's that? What's that? Um, Raytheon. Raytheon. Those kind of those kind of businesses that profit from your tax money, your tax money goes directly to them. Not even as like tax breaks, but the money that the government collects, or su supposedly this is how it's supposed to work. Anymore, they just print more money, but they collect tax money from you. They divvy it out amongst themselves in their salaries, and then what's left over, the services that they that they purchase is purchased with your money. So, if you can find a way to not give them so much money, eventually they have to go away. And that's all I would advocate for, is just to stop playing in this silly game that they have. Try to find a way around funding them. And you know, if you want to make a difference in morality and, you know, if that's your thing, you want people to be more moral, 
um, to conform to your morals, reach out to people. I mean, what's stopping you from doing that? What's stopping you from talking to your neighbor? There's nothing stopping you from talking to your neighbor. Unless he's tired of listening to you, you know, and tells you to pound sand. Write a book. Have people read your book. Or best, the best way, raise your kids to have the same morals that you do. It doesn't require government to enforce those morals on anyone else. And if it's a good idea, it's going to stick. You know what? I'm raising three little kids. Three little kids that will never, well, I can't say never, I guess, but at least in this point in their life, they don't want to enforce their will on anybody. Cars drive by, they just wave. They're just happy to see people. They would never dream that there is a system in place that they can use to force their beliefs onto somebody who lives down the road. I do talk to my kids about um, about things like this, about government, whatever, and just in general terms. Like, if I'm watching, I tried watching some of the presidential debates and tried to explain to my six-year-old that it was kind of important to me. I wanted to hear what some people had to say, just to see the, the sheer level of, of uh, state worship. And, you know, I, I told him, I was like, I was like, hey, it's important to me. I want to watch this. These two guys are arguing with each other because they want people to vote for them so that they'll get this job. And in this job, they get to tell most everybody what's going to happen. I was trying to break this down into very generic terms, and my kids were just astounded that that was even a thing. They don't... I, I've explained the tax thing to them, and talking to my six-year-old about that, I was like, you know the money in your jar? And he says, yeah. I said, these two guys who are arguing on TV right now are trying to f are arguing because each one of them wants to take part of your money and spend it in a different way than the other one. So they want to take it from you and then go give it to somebody else. And the only thing that they're arguing about is who gets it. And my six-year-old looks at me and says, well, I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen. Talking about his money. It's so simple that a six-year-old gets it. Yet, here we are, millions of people arguing over which one of those guys is going to get to spend your money. Simply amazing. I, I can't even fathom why this is still a thing. All right. I've had enough of that. If, um, if you know somebody needs to hear that little speech, then please share the, um, the podcast with them. And you can go to the, the page to the um, podcast, which is anchor.fm slash front porch anarchcast. And that does have an H in anarchcast. There's ways there where you can share the whole uh, the whole podcast. You can share the podcast page, or you can share just an episode. And if you'd like to, if you have a response uh, for me, or just thoughts for me, whatever, there's a button on there, too, you can push. And you can just record me a voicemail right there, and it'll get sent directly to me. Who knows? Maybe I'll use part of it for the next episode of Front Porch Anarchist. Or you can send me an email, frontporchanarchist at gmail.com. For the time being, I am on Facebook still. I'm freshly out of a three-day ban from Facebook. And the funny part is, it was, I mean, Facebook is just, they just had it wrong. I shared a meme of, well, I shared a meme and so Facebook accused me, I, I made a meme, I shared it. Facebook accused me of promoting dangerous individuals when I was saying that these individuals were clowns. You can go to the Facebook page. Well, you can't go to the Facebook page and see it. Tell you what, send me an email. I'll send you the, I'll send you the uh, the stupid little meme I made that they got me a three day ban on Facebook. 
And I know I'm one little person. I'm an individual. Facebook has billions of users. But when Facebook gives me a three-day ban, I stay off of Facebook for six days. How about that? It's the second time they've done this to me. But I've decided I'm going to double whatever, whatever sentence they give me for sharing things that they don't like. I'm just going to... I'll, I'll double it, stay off of it. And I'm just one person, but that's little minuscule amount of ad revenue that they won't get for those days. By the time uh, by the time my six days is up, I will be getting notifications from Facebook left and right trying to get me to come back. So I know it's got a, they're tracking it some way or another. They want to make sure that I know that I'm missing things on their platform and and enticing me to come back. But you know what? If you're if you're so intent on keeping me there, why are you banning me even for three days for sharing something that's saying that that the guy who had the horns that went into the Capitol to say that he looks like a clown and that he's you know he's clowning why why would you ban me for that I'm agreeing probably with whatever your message is you just see a picture of this guy and assume that I am I am advocating for him or supporting or promoting him which is completely the opposite of what I'm what I'm doing there so yeah, share the share the episode if you know somebody that needs to hear this or give me some feedback on on the episode. I I do get some real feedback from people sometimes, not just the hate mail. I'm one listener and I'll call him Jake just in case uh you know, just in case he doesn't want me to uh to call him out on the uh front porch anarchist. I can imagine uh I can imagine people don't want to be associated with Front Porch Anarchist. But anyway, let's say Jake, um, he sent me some really some really uh good messages and and I'm gonna try to work in some of the some of the suggestions he made in future episodes of Front Porch Anarchist. So stay tuned for those. And uh you know, that's just enough of the of the downer stuff. I mean this is it it's a new year. I realize that, you know, New Year's the the start of a new year is just an arbitrary date that somebody picked but um i don't really make i don't make resolutions or predictions or anything like that but there are a few things that we're working on here at the homestead one of those things is that we're working on on a greenhouse Jennifer went today and talked with the guys down at the um down at the sawmill so we can get some lumber from them to build this greenhouse, which is not really a monumental task, but it's something we haven't done before. So we want to get that up so that we can go ahead and get our seeds. We did seeds inside last year, inside the house, and that didn't turn out too well. They were kind of all funky. But this year we wanted to start them in a greenhouse and get that going so that they can start growing in the ground before the bugs come out. That was a huge problem this year. And what else we got cooking here? Oh yeah, we are working on um, we're working on developing a um, another side business. Of course, I still do the decals and t-shirts. So if you need one, if you need a custom decal or a custom t-shirt, send me an email, or you can go to Gray Uncommons on Facebook. Bleh and check out some of the things we have there and we do custom stuff so you can send us a message and but in addition to that we're working on something else and hopefully it's going to be big ish so that we can uh, give ourselves an income that's independent of independent of no so that we don't have to depend on others for a paycheck basically um so stay tuned for that we um We've set up a um, a MeWe page for that, and it's called Arcadia. So if you're on MeWe, go over and look for um, just do a search for Arcadia, and when you find it, you should you should know it. I mean, um, just send us a friend request, and that way you can follow along and see our progress on that. 
it's keeping in line with our uh, desire to get back off grid so yeah check that out on MeWe Arcadia you can send me a uh, friend request on on MeWe if you want to if you haven't already and if you send me a friend request you can uh, or if we're friends on MeWe just send me a shoot me a a message and I'll send you a link to the to the Arcadia page as well and I think that's about all I have hey if you've got a 2005 Ford Expedition and it's running really rough change the spark plugs that's about all I can say about that we just had the plugs changed in hours has 204,000 miles on it and I'm pretty sure those were the original spark plugs now I've only driven the vehicle myself 10,000 10, miles but man those things were rough when they came out and now it runs like uh, like a brand new car just my uh, public service announcement for the uh, for the day alright I really do appreciate you guys listening to this I know you have a million other things you could listen to there's even a few good podcasts out there that you can listen to I'm uh, I'm thrilled that you're listening to mine if you get any value out of this at all any if if you like the podcast at all um, I would urge you just to to share it I've had quite a few listeners come on since uh, since the election so I know some people are out there looking around and you know they're looking for something a little different point them this way maybe we can help them and you know what what would it hurt if more people got into the idea of freedom and the idea that um, that this thing we call government is an illegitimate source of authority or an illegitimate authority I don't know couldn't hurt so if you share it I appreciate it thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed this broadcast of the front porch anarchist like and share our page or send us a message at Front Porch Anarchist on Facebook.